0: This is AWLS, Podcasts on Wilderness Medicine, from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Hi, this is Richard Ingebretson from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Uh, we have a, a short podcast on uh, blisters, blister management, and on what uh, ointments do you use uh, when you address a wound uh, in the uh, backcountry? First, let's just talk about blisters. Uh, blisters are a major issue in backcountry medicine. We see them in urban areas, and we see them uh, in hospitals and in clinics. But in the backcountry, they are so common, and they are far more difficult to treat for a variety of reasons. One of the reasons they're more difficult to treat is because w- the... the it's a friction blister like on your heel uh, now you have a a blister on your heel and you're in the back country, and you have to walk out and so the thing that caused the blister the shoe and the heel rubbing against each other is going to happen again and we're in the front country uh, say in an urban setting uh, you could walk in in uh, barefoot or you could put sandals on or you could even cut the heel out of your shoe uh, in the backcountry, you've got a, a a real problem with this. Um, a lot of blisters aren't necessarily caused by, uh, you know, rubbing. They can be caused by uh, burning, and they can be caused by frostbite and sunburns, for that matter. But what basically a, a blister is is, a, is just a fluid uh, between the layers of skin uh, um, and uh, that cause a bulging, and that fluid then fills the blister uh it's uh, It is usually formed from the epidermis, which is the uppermost layer of the skin uh, and uh they can be filled with serum they can be filled with plasma they can be filled with pus um, uh, depending upon what causes them and and how they 're caused uh The nice thing about um, friction blisters is that they usually form a hot spot first, so if you 're uh climbing or riding a bike and you start to get hot spots on your hands or if you're backpacking or hiking and you get a a hot spot on your heel or on one of your toes you can correct the problem before it turns into a blister hot spots in and of themselves aren't problems but they lead to blisters so that's uh the, the nice thing about them so if a small blister or particularly if a hot spot forms the best treatment at this is a dual layer pad should be placed over that area by a dual layer pad that means there, it's a very thin layer of uh, of a plastic coating. One, the one a plastic layer sits on the skin, and then there's a little blister, uh, if I can use that word, but a little uh, uh, a second um, pad above it. The problem with it, uh, a blister is, is there, uh, blisters are formed in two ways. You can rub the skin and form a blister, or you can grab the skin and form a blister. If you don't have a dual layer pad on that. You, you can stop the, the blister from forming from a friction blister by rubbing the skin, but you may still grab the skin and form a blister uh, in that fashion. So these dual-layer uh, pads are very effective at doing that. So by playing the dual-layer film on top of it, it allows the, the skin to glide smoothly in all directions, deflecting friction and shear forces away from the skin. The, the key to preventing blisters uh, is to prevent hot spots from turning into them uh, and uh, uh, in so doing you'll prevent the blister one of the common ways if you have a hot spot is to uh, in the past has been to p- place a foam pad over the hot spot such as a moleskin but this actually is uh, the most uh, the most incorrect thing you can do the, the a blister uh, if you've studied physics or remember your physics is caused by the, uh, the force of the shoe pushing against the skin. The, the, the skin then pushes back against the shoe. That is called the normal force. A normal force is created by friction uh, uh, going horizontal to it. And so by putting a pad over the uh, skin, you actually increase the normal force, thereby creating a blister in a horizontal direction beneath the skin. So by placing a pad on a hot spot is really the most incorrect thing that you can do. Now, you can put a uh, a pad or moleskin on your shoe, and um, if there's a gap in it, that might help. But if you're getting a friction rub and a hot spot, you should pa- place a dual layer, which will pr- which will not increase the normal force and, and allow the, the shoe or the sock to uh, rub over that. Um, now, uh, if you do have a blister, whether it's from a shoe or whether it's from a burn, um, uh, you can uh, decide whether or not uh, to treat that or not. There's a lot of debate uh, out there whether you should open a blister or whether you should uh, leave a blister in place. A lot lot of the decision is going to be based on uh, where the blister is, how big the blister is, what's the propensity of that blister to burst open, um, uh, whether the patient has diabetes or not. Blisters are great bandages in and of themselves, and if they're not going to burst open, uh, they'll protect the skin quite nicely. The problem is, is that if they're in an area where they're going to come open, there is some logic that you might want to cut the blister open first and then treat the underlying tissue as just a wound like an abrasion uh that there is real merit to doing that it, for example if a blister is uh in an area where like on a shoe where it's going to come open it might be better to cut it open and then uh bandage the wound appropriately so the answer is not clear when you do it. in general, there's a, a, a school of thought that if a blister is greater than two centimeters in <laughs> diameter, it's likely to rupture spontaneously, and then the initial treatment may be intentionally rupturing it. However, there really is no best answer to that. In the cases where it's large enough or it's already ruptured, wash the area, area puncture the base of the blister with a sterile needle and, and uh, open it up to breathe the external flap and then apply some ointments to it, which we'll talk about in a minute. Hydrocolloid dressings uh, have gained a lot of popularity lately and are very uh, important in the management of uh, uh, a wound, especially if you've uh, opened up a a blister. So uh, blisters are, uh, uh, prevention is the key. Use a dual-layer film if you get a hot spot. But if you have a blister, uh, it's very... um, situation specific as to whether you're going to open or not if you decide not to open it then a foam pad or uh, layers of duct tape or uh, moleskin uh, can be placed over the blister with a hole cut in the moleskin or the foam that will then protect the blister you can then after you've uh, put enough moleskin to protect the blister then you can put duct tape or other tape over that which will keep it from rupturing that's going to be your call there is no really uh, correct answer to that Uh, <clears throat> Two other wounds that we want to mention uh, real quickly. One is if you have an amputated digit. Um, if you have a, uh, if you think that there's a, uh, a chance that that digit can be reattached, you should uh, place it in cool water, uh, not directly on ice, uh, but don't ever attempt to attempt to attach a, a, a digit that has been partially, uh, amputated or completely amputated in the wilderness, but it definitely needs to be evacuated. If you have a penetrating object, this is uh, happens uh, uh, like if you're s- uh, snow uh, snowmobiling or snowboarding and you hit a tree and a small branch or a twig sticks into your leg, you're generally better to leave that in. Uh, it might uh, have cut a vein or an artery, and by pressing on it uh, while it's still stuck in the skin, it will tamponade that and keep it from uh, bleeding. There are some exceptions to that where uh, uh, where uh, evacuating or walking up may be uh, difficult. But generally speaking, leave them in, this is pretty true of the eye, where uh, even though painful, uh, uh, if you pull out uh, something that is stuck in the eye, you may denucleate the eye and cause a worse infection. So be careful with those. The last subject then here is what ointment should be used on a wound? This is uh, uh, open to debate and things that you're most familiar with. There is definitely no right or wrong answer to this. We can just give you some guidelines. But in the backcountry, it's a little bit more problematic because uh, you're going to need to keep a wound moist. And we've said before that scabs are bad. Uh, uh, putting a scab on a wound is like putting rock on lawn. It just won't grow under it. So in order to get the good granulation tissue, you need to keep the wound open and keep it moist. Uh, there's a real big movement and a very powerful school of thought right now that honey is an uh, an extremely uh, appropriate uh, ointment to be used. Honey's been used for thousands of years to prevent infection and to speed healing in wounds. There is a lot of uh, uh, discussion now and about um, about this, and a lot of wound clinics have switched to using honey. There are various brand names out there that you can buy over the counter that have some emoluments in them, but it's mostly just plain old honey. Um, It uh, has antimicrobial properties because of the sugar in it. And uh, it actually has hydrogen peroxide in it. Uh, The uh, New Zealand honey, which is the Manuka honey, uh, also has a methyl glycol in it, uh, which also helps to fight bacteria and has a, a broader range. So you can actually buy a Manuk honey. The nice thing about honey is a lot of people carry honey when they go in the back country for sandwiches or for tea or, 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 or whatever. So honey is a great way, thing to carry. You can carry it in little packets, and they're very light, and you put it in your backpack, and it's a very effective uh, uh, way of treating wounds. As for eating, uh, there, there's a Lotus Orb, which is an advanced wound gel care that you can carry with you. Um, uh that uh is uh, gaining popularity uh the the tropical first aid antibiotics are now uh, available uh o- over the counter and they can come in packets too like bacitracin neomycin, and polymyxin. the problem with these is that they might be uh, uh, the patients might be allergic to them uh, uh, sulfa is a very common allergy but uh, uh, there's a growing number of people allergic to neomycin. And the and the range of reactions is very broad. You can get redness, or you can actually come out with just blistering, with the bacitracin or neomycin. So there is a big movement now to move away from those, unless you absolutely have to. There is no reason to uh, use an antimicrobial like those unless you think that the wound is grossly contaminated or has a propensity of getting infected. It's better to use something like honey or a Johnson's and Johnson's paste cream, which uh, um, and then to keep the wound moist and to wash the wound frequently if you can in the back country. Another popular uh, wound care cream is Silverdine Cream. This is silver uh, dizine, which is a um, uh, has silver in it as well as sulfa. It has the advantage of using silver, which has long been used as an antimicrobial. Uh, for many, many uh, uh, hundreds of years, silver is known to have antimicrobial properties. People think that that's kind of a Interesting thing to say, but if you ever have wondered why doorknobs are made out of brass, then you'll know why silver has antimicrobial properties. These metals are antimicrobial, and uh, that's why we make doorknobs out of brass, because it kills bacteria. And it's the same thing why silver works well in wounds. So silver and sulfur combined in this emollient cream is very effective. The nice thing about it, it the emollients they put in this uh, silvering cream uh, imparts uh, pain reduction in burns and in scrapes. Uh, so that's why it's very popular right now. It It, it um, is a very white, pasty, goopy. So the next time you look at the wound, you have to clean it off in order to look at the wound, why some people don't like to use it. But that's probably its only downside uh, uh, to use. Well, um, Again, um, your treatment of which ointment to use is uh, uh, really a lot of personal preference and um, wound and uh, situation specific. And uh, it behooves you, of course, to look in, into uh, carrying all things. Uh, and again, sometimes you're going to have to improvise, which is why honey is its best choice. Well, this ends this uh, podcast. Uh, and again, thank you for listening.